welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noda Francesco, and I'm joined, as always, by my grandpa from the heartland of Nebraska football in Omaha. Grandpa, how are you doing today? Um, if I were any better, I'd have to be two or three people. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. and, well, I mean, we're excited today, too. You and I, you know. Yeah. We, yeah. we have one of the great, all-time great wide receivers for in Nebraska history. And yeah. uh, it's it's so kind and nice of, of Jordan. But speaking of Jordan Westerkamp, and I don't want to steal anybody's thunder yet, but uh, <laughs> you'll be introducing him in a little bit. But uh, we are very, very happy. This, he, he's the first guest that we've ever had on. Yeah. Not that we've had been doing this for long. This is what our sixth. <laughs> I th- yeah, six episodes. Six so yeah, we're, so, we're just yeah, getting so right into it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, speaking of six episodes, we just want to thank you guys for listening and uh, subscribing. Like we've, we've seen uh, numbers go up uh, everywhere. And so thanks. Thanks for listening, guys, every week and uh, downloading the podcast. It's an international podcast now. So, uh, yeah, it's not just the United States, but yeah. Uh, all right. So and yeah, as, as Grandpa was talking about, we have the we have the honor privilege of uh, having one of the greatest Nebraska receivers of all time on the uh, podcast today. So please welcome Jordan Westerkamp to the pod. Jordan, Jordan, how are you doing? Uh, how's how's life after Nebraska football? Hey, man, it's, it's been great. I really appreciate you guys having me on. I feel very fortunate to be one of the first guests on the show. So that's <laughs> awesome. And uh, you guys are too kind. I really appreciate the, the, the words. And um, life's been good. Life's been real good. Uh, I actually recently got engaged last week. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, life comes at you fast. Uh, I can't <laughs> believe that. Uh, it's a big step. And, uh, uh, it's, it's been a crazy, crazy week, but I'm glad to be talking to you guys, talking some Husker football. What's her name, Jordan? Her name is Christina Perez. Ooh, awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, so I think we'll start off with a question that kind of, I guess it kind of pertains to um, like, why, why did you come to Nebraska in the first place? Like, what was, what was the draw that brought you there? Cause you're not from Nebraska. Um, right, right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm from um, uh, a suburb outside Chicago, Illinois. And it's, it's the craziest thing. I didn't know much about Nebraska. Um, you know, when I was 14, 15 years old, um, you know, in high school, I didn't know much about this. I mean, I knew they were a big time program. Um, but I didn't know much about the history of, of, of the program um, growing up. It's just because, I mean, I'm not from Nebraska, and, and I just didn't yeah. know too much about them. I, but Nebraska sent me a little USB drive in the mail to my school. I you know, get um, letters and stuff from, from mm-hmm. different colleges you know, as part of the recruiting process. So I got this USB drive, and I take it home, plug it into my, my computer at the time, and I see all, you know, a, a little bit of learn a little bit about the history, and you see all these facilities and everything that's, so cool about Nebraska, Nebraska football. And I was like, man, I got to take a visit there. That place looks, <laughs> looks unbelievable. And then my dad kind of filled me in. My dad played college football at the University of Illinois um, back in the day, back when they were good. So, <laughs> so, uh, a little shot. No. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was um, part of the program when they went to the Rose Bowl, and they were pretty darn good mm-hmm. um, back in the 80s. So he obviously knew knew all about Nebraska and the history, and he kind of explained it to me. Like, yeah, they're a top-notch program. Um, they always kind of have been. So – Fast forward, and I, I, I take a visit out there my junior year, and I went to the, the spring game. And you guys all know the spring game is a big deal in Nebraska. There's mm. 60,000 fans that go to the yeah. game. It's, it's a scrimmage. It's a glorified scrimmage, but mm-hmm. it's a big deal in Nebraska. And I just went there, and it was the coolest thing in the world. And, and I'm walking on the silence. People knew my name already. I'm like, what the heck's going on? This is crazy. <laughs> um, but I thought that was really cool. And 
and uh, obviously their their facilities and their 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 football tradition, everything that's second to none. So I was blown away by that, obviously. But just outside of that, I loved Lincoln. Um, I loved uh, the academics. You know, they they were just about to join the Big Ten too, which is really cool for me because I wanted to stay Midwest Big mm-hmm. Tenish um, area. So mm-hmm. there were so many pros about it, and, and, and obviously without even mentioning them yet. I love the coaching staff. Bo Pelini, they recruited me. Coach Garrison, he was our tight ends coach, or our offensive lines coach, um, tight ends coach. And he he recruited me. Um, he was our area recruiter in Illinois. So um, I had a great relationship with him. And Coach Rich Fisher was a receiver coach at the time. Um, coach Beck was our offensive coordinator. I just love I love those guys. They're awesome. I love I love the the vision they had for the offense, what they wanted to do. Um, there were just so many things I liked about it. And I committed early. I committed as a junior to Nebraska. I, I gave my verbal commitment. Um, but there was just so much I loved about it. And even, you know, the city of Lincoln, it was, it's great. People think Nebraska, it's out in the middle of nowhere. That's just cornfields. And there's a big ass stadium. Excuse my language. <laughs> uh, but, uh, people think that's what, that's what they, that's what they think. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not like that. You know, Lincoln is, it's, it's a beautiful city and it's, it's, you get the, you get this kind of a city feel, a suburbish type feel where I'm kind of from here. And then you, obviously you do have the country feel as well. Um, so it's the best of, of all worlds. Um, I, I just, I, I, I loved it. I, I, yeah. I absolutely loved it. I fell in love with it. I made my decision pretty easy. Now, with that said, my senior year, Notre Dame came in pretty hard, and they did not. They didn't care. How I was committed. They still recruited me. Um, they wanted me bad, and you know, obviously, they, they offered me. And Coach Kelly and company. They flew out to Chicago. They visited me at home. And came to my high school. That was pretty cool. I mean, it's Notre Dame. It's big, he's a big yeah. head coach there. And I went to a Catholic high school, and you know, obviously Notre Dame. Um, and they've got you know the history and whatnot. I, I had some family members who were pretty big Irish fans um, at the time, too. So the pressure was on. Um, but I, 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 one of the hardest things I had to do in that press kind of let Coach Pliny know that hey, I'm committed to you guys, but I don't want to leave any stones unturned. I was like, I, I just. And I sat down with the family and had this conversation. And they were like, Jordan, we know you're 99% sure you want to go to Nebraska. But if you take this trip to Notre Dame and, and something changes, you will forever have that regret if you don't do it without you know, 100% knowing. So I, I had to break it to Coach Pelini. And, and they, they came out. They knew that they were recruiting me pretty hard at Notre Dame. So Coach Pelini, Coach Beck, Coach Fisher – Coach Garrison, they all came out to, to Illinois and had him had him over to the house for dinner. And, um, everything's going well. And, and, and as the night kind of got to the ending point of it, it kind of got quiet. And my dad, God bless his soul, the brave guy, had to kind of tell Coach Pliny, hey, just so you guys know, Jordan is going to take an official visit to Notre Dame next week. And I just want to let you guys know he, he loves Nebraska. And this, like I just said, 99% chance, you know, he's going there. Um, and one of the funniest things ever, um, Coach Blaney kind of just paused and was like, no, that's fine. <laughs> um, no worries. And then he kind of like looked down, looked up and goes, because Notre Dame can't sniff our jocks. <laughs> 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 it was one of the, it oh was, it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Unforgettable. I mean, it was, it was hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious. I, I, I was waiting. He's, he, I could see him turn a little red. He wasn't happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you know what? 
I don't care if you go visit because Notre Dame can't sniff our jacks. But it just it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. But oh you know, fast forward, I went. I took the I took the trip to, to Notre Dame, and I mean it was cool. The history is cool. Um, it's a lot. A lot of their facilities are a lot older than what Nebraska had at the time. They're they're really um, big there on tradition and, and kind of keeping what they had. Um, and I, I went like during the winter too. It was just, I, yeah, I didn't really it was, enjoy it. Just it was just a, yeah. South Bend's not a very exciting town either. Um, no offense to anybody who was South Bend, but um, it just reassured my commitment to Nebraska. And I was a hundred percent into Nebraska. Then, um, yeah, I mean that that was there's a long story semi short for you, but yeah, that's why yeah. I committed to <laughs> Nebraska. And I did have that little scare at the end there with Notre Dame kind of coming in late. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a question, Will, if uh, if you're done talking. Yeah, go ahead. That was, yeah, that was pretty much what I was looking for there. But yeah. One, one of the <laughs> questions that, you know, you look back now, the the uh, name, image, and likeness, and you mm-hmm. wonder how that would have affected you. It wasn't in, in, uh, in effect. And well, you your, your freshman year was 2012, so they're recruiting you in 10 and 11. But if right. that had, I mean, I, what do you, what are your thoughts on the NIL and, and what it means to college football? Yeah, this is kind of a tough topic for me. Um, I, I, I see both ways, both sides of it. I, I feel like as a player, we got a lot of stuff given to us. Um, and we, 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 um, all legal. I want to say this. I'm sorry. I said all legal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, like, like our our. If you're on scholarship, you know, you get a stipend that you, you make, like you get like a check basically once a month if you're on scholarship, and it's a good amount of money. It helps like help pay rent and and gas and and stuff like that. Um. So people, I mean, the argument for for why NIL would be important for some guys, or we don't we don't have enough money to support our families, and then we don't make enough money to or we can't have a job outside of football. How do we make money to support ourselves? Um, it was one of the big arguments. Yeah. Um, and I, I totally get that. And I, I just, and, and I'm lucky. I, I come from a, a pretty, um, you know, well-off family. Uh, but I just felt we were given so much stuff at Nebraska. We were there, you know, between stipends, um, training table, uh, there's different funds you could apply for if, if you need, if, if you needed extra cash or whatever you need for that, that you were given. Um, we, we, we just got so much and not on top of all that, you know, your education is completely paid for. So I, 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 I tend to lean towards that side of it where I don't know if, if, if it's fair, you know, I look at, I look at people that are going to school that don't play sports or, or, or who aren't on a scholarship. Um, who have to pay for all you know their entire um, college education, and they have to get a job, and they have so many so much other stuff they have to worry about. And then you look at a, an athlete who gets all this stuff, and they're complaining that they want more. So I kind of I see that side of it, but I also see the side of man, these schools make so much money off of your image and likeness. It makes sense for the for the person that's make, allowing you to make them like, to get a little piece of it. So I see that too, and, I, and then with the NIL deals and, and you know being able to sign with different brands or whatnot and, and make money off of that, um, that's that's something that's it's it's unique and it's it can be it can be good and bad. You know, a lot of schools like like 
a player a player now, like I would never back when I was getting recruited consider okay, well I'm going to school, what am I looking for in a school? I'm looking for you know their their academics and obviously their football program, their coaches. Now there's another element right in there. Okay, well will I be able to capitalize off my image and likeness? And that's going to be a driving factor for what schools people are going to go to. So a lot of these big time recruits are obviously going to think, okay, well, Alabama, I can go there and probably make a couple, probably do well. I can make probably a million dollars by the time I'm done. Um, and that was never a, a thing you would even consider back, you know, back when I was getting recruited. Um, and that that's going to change you know, how college football works. Um, I think it's going to get, I think it could get messy. I, I mean, I, I think the intention is good, um, and I, I understand that. I just think there's there's so many potential um, negative side effects that could happen, you know, from from this if it continues to grow like it like it has. And I, I think I saw like a, a, a article of one of the backup quarterbacks for Alabama who hasn't even played a down of football has already made like over a million dollars with like, in, like deals and, and stuff like that through the NIL stuff. So it's just. It's wild. It's gonna it's gonna shake up college football. It's gonna change a lot of the way people think when they're when they're considering these schools now. You know, I think that's a great point. I've heard, I heard that the kid from who's uh, Caleb Williams who's going to transfer to Southern Cal. Yeah. Somebody said that he is. This blows my mind. It's it's three million dollars. I don't know if that is for one year. I don't know if that's for four years. I don't know. And then somebody else, uh, and it might be down in the Southeast Conference, is getting twenty grand a month. Yeah, I mean, uh, what, and the NCAA doesn't want to get in the middle of that. They don't want the legal ramifications of that. But yeah. right, you got to rein in this pony at some point, I would think. Uh, you know, right. it's you're tough. sitting there in Chicago, and and you list all the things that you want out of a. a you know, a college education and, and, you know, playing football. And then somebody says, Hey, you come down here and let's say that you're from a, a, a you know, a poor family and 20 grand a month, you can get your parents right. out of poverty. You can get right. them out of the neighborhood that is likely uh, where they shouldn't be living anyway. And, right. you know, where you can't, you can't fault the, the player for wanting to take care of his family. Right. And, but where does this thing end? It is right. It's, it's kind of like the wild, wild west. It's like you make up your own rules as you go through. I don't know. Right. It's, it's uh, again, like, like I said, I, I think the intent behind it, obviously the intent is good. It's good. It's just, I don't know how you control it. And I just think there's going to be so many negative, um, negative outcomes that, that, that come from this, that you kind of kind of look back like, man, was it worth it to, to allow this? So I don't know. I don't know. I, and, Another thing I sometimes I'll see, you know, players will, um, players will want to be able to make money off their injury. Like this, they'll list all these reasons why they want to be able to, uh, you know, afford better rent or pay for their rent and this and that. And then I'll see guys that, and I've, and I saw guys like, like they would sit in front of our compliance and they, and then they would say, Hey, we're not getting enough um, money in our stipends per month. Um, I can't afford food rent to daddy yeah and those same guys were guys that would buy, buy the newest xboxes and the newest shoe you know <laughs> yeah. are, you kidding? are you kidding me are you kidding me um so there's i don't know i i think i think what should be done is every single college should offer their football programs or you know athletics they should they should require everybody to take a budgeting class just like just a common 
class on budgeting and how to manage your money. So I think that would be a lot more beneficial than just handing people cash, extra cash because they want it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Go ahead, Will. Yeah. Um, so kind of on a different, I mean, <laughs> off the NIL thing, I think that, um, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I can see both sides of the issue as well, but um, as a, as a fan weighing, weighing the other side, uh, you do get the NCAA football game back. So I'm hoping that <laughs> maybe I'll be able to come back, but uh, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe some of my, my, my negative takes on this is could be clouded because I didn't get to benefit from it. Yeah. 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 But so what, what you already talked about your dad a little bit and how he was helping you with, uh, football and like going to Nebraska with you and going to Notre Dame and all that stuff. Um, like, do you like the, like why me and grandpa started this podcast in the first place is because like we both were Husker. Like I've been a Husker fan since like, as long as I can remember, uh, I don't know how much of that is just like uh, osmosis or whatever from grandpa just absorbing that. But uh, I mean, I mean it, that's what brings us together. And that's why we started this podcast in the first place. Right. So like what, like is what, how, what's your relationship with like your dad, like um, with, like in regards to football and like you're, you're getting married. So assuming you have kids, like, are you going to pass this, like the Nebraska fandom down to your kids and like that kind of stuff? Yeah. I'm going to have a, a full room, maybe two rooms dedicated <laughs> to purely Nebraska. <laughs> my jerseys. My kids, when we have kids, they'll know, they'll know all about it. So that's, <laughs> that's, 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 I wouldn't pressure them to, to do anything they don't want to do, but I hope that they uh, we're going to play football and continue yeah. in that regards. And my dad was a, he was a, um, a high school star football player here in Illinois. And uh, we went to the same high school. Um, I broke all of his records. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm assuming you yeah, never let him know he, that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Like, <laughs> a couple times a month. No. Um, but I, but yeah, so my, my dad was huge, huge, and you know, in my upbringing, obviously, and playing football and being involved in sports. Uh, I remember like when I was six, seven years old, going and watching my, my dad play like flag after he was all done with football. He, he had a bad knee injury that happened at U of I, which made him kind of have to pull back on those, those professional aspirations. But mm-hmm. he still, I mean, he actually transferred out of Illinois um, to a school smaller um, called Benedictine College back, back, mm-hmm. back here in the suburbs. Um, in Illinois, he did awesome there and set records there. He was an awesome, awesome football player. Um, but uh, I remember, like, you know, six and seven, I'd be going to Washington play like flag football and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. running around, throwing the ball. And it was just, it, it was so cool. And the football has been such a huge part of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fast forward, he was my my receiver coach in high school. So, oh, cool, cool. So I had him as my coach, and he helped, helped you know mold me to the player I was, and and um, it was awesome. You know, spending so much time mm-hmm. with him. Um, I'm very lucky, very fortunate to have, to have had all that time with him. And then uh, uh, it was, um, you know, a little sad for him to kind of like let me go off to college and then yeah. have the other people, you know, not, not, now I got a new coach. And, uh, yeah. And fun, but he loved it. And those my parents, they didn't miss a single one of my games. Even when I registered, I wasn't play, or, you know, weren't playing earlier in my, you know, my first year in Nebraska. They were in mm-hmm. every single game. They made every single game my whole my college career. And that's, you know, I'm so fortunate to be able to say that. Um, you know, my dad's my, he's my role model. I look up to him, obviously. I love him to death. Uh, he's helped me so much. And even, even, you know, out of, out of college, and then, I mean, at the end of my career at Nebraska, I had a, a few injuries that, that were, um, 
pretty unfortunate and really, really bad timing. But, at, you know, as I got back on my feet and into it, you know, he was still you know, 53, 54 years old. Me and him would go to the, the f- our, you know, field near our house. He'd have me running routes, doing drills. He's throwing me the ball and stuff. So he's, Whoa. I mean, he's, he's awesome. He, he's awesome. He's, he's such a good, good person, great dad. And, and um, I'm very lucky to, to be his son. Yeah. We That's have sure. uh, we have some more questions to get in, and I we we have to spend time at least. We, we were not going to let Jordan off the phone without talking about the two iconic plays at Memorial Stadium. But I have a <laughs> you you and I probably have a couple of questions before that. But we we you hopefully you have time to stick around for that because yeah yeah I've got time I've got time yeah yeah um you played uh your first year playing was 2013, and then uh, your coach got fired and you played under Mike Riley. What was, what were the differences in the approach to the game between those two coaching staffs? Yeah. So just, you know, talking um, offensive mindset type deal. So coach, we were more of like a spread type offense and with coach Riley, we were more pro style. He came from the NFL. He was a coach in the NFL, Mike Riley, coaching the NFL. He had had brought his offense to Oregon State. I'm very pro stylish type offense. Whereas with, with, um, coach back with office coordinator and Blaney, that was more of a spread up tempo, no huddle. Um, so those are just some, some, some differences right there to see with the philosophy, the offensive philosophy, but head coach wise, um, coach Pliny was more of the fiery kind of in your face, um, yeller kind of guy, lets you know when you messed up, um, but was also, you know, also lets you know when you, when you did well, um, coach Riley was more of a, a positive reinforcement type, type, style coach more of like a Tony Dungy so to speak he's a nicer nicer guy older guy um well he I mean he'd get mad occasionally it was rare but he was more of a positive reinforcement hey come on we got to do better uh we got to make that play whereas Pelini's like I can't even say what he would say on here but <laughs> <laughs> he, let, he lets you know he lets you know when you messed up um I grew up with that style of coach a fiery coach Pelini guy I mean I grew up with a um, in grade school, I had a coach, an Italian guy. Um, his name is uh, Lou, <laughs> Coach Lou. And uh, he was just a guy that was uh, just in your face, just when you messed up, you knew. Uh, but it, it helped me as a player, you know, you definitely get some mental toughness. And, and um, that was, that was I grew to, um, to, to like that style of coach. And I had that in grade school, high school. And that was um, Coach Pliny in, in college. And it was pretty, that's, again, that was one of the main things that I loved about Nebraska when I when they recruited me I loved Coach Pelini we all loved him my whole family loved Coach Pelini such a great personal uh personal guy that would just come over one second he's chewing you out and the next second he's talking to your parents laughing it up if, you know, if your parents are to practice or whatever um and then Coach Riley again awesome coach they're just different you know two different style of coaches um so they were they were both great in in their own ways I had Coach Pelini longer I had my my uh, what is it? Retro freshman, retro sophomore. Well, true freshman, retro freshman, and retro sophomore year. I don't know. I get them confused. But the first three years, I had Bellini, and the last two, I had um, Coach Riley. Uh, with Coach Riley, they brought in Keith Williams, who was a fantastic wide receiver coach. And both my receiver coaches were awesome. I love Coach Fisher as well. Um, so I will say, you know, I always try to look at the positive of it. So one of the positives that I kind of told myself was like, hey, new coach is coming in. You can have different philosophy, but it's going to allow you to kind of um, learn different style offenses, different different plays, and, and kind of expand your 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 knowledge within the game of football. So I looked at that like in a positive way. Okay, I'll have a new receiver coach. He's probably going to have different methods. Cool. 
add it to my you know repertoire of, of stuff I can do. Um, just be open-minded. It's tough because Coach Pliny got fired at a time that wasn't expected. We had just beaten Iowa at Iowa in overtime. Right. Awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, wake up the next day to a text. Hey, check your emails about a message regarding Coach Pliny. You're like, okay, let's look at our emails. What the hell is going on? Um, it was unexpected. It was undeserved. Um, we were all pissed off. That was, I mean, it just came out of nowhere. We were not happy with it. Um, so a lot of guys had a little sour taste about the, even when we were running Coach Riley. Was, these are these are Pelini's guys. So it took some time to kind of not not him win us over, but for some guys to kind of just hey, let their guard down about you know come on it's time to move on. We gotta we gotta adapt. You got we gotta keep moving forward no matter what. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, both coaches were, were phenomenal and. and I really enjoyed being coached under both those guys. You know, Coach Riley's first year with us, we were five and seven, but we were so much better than our record. And we went to a bowl game, we beat the snot out of UCLA. I think that year we lost to like a Hail Mary against BYU, over yeah. to Miami, yeah. Miami, mm-hmm. field goal to Wisconsin, a field goal to Northwestern. Like it was ridiculous the games we were losing mm-hmm. that year. Yeah. Um, and that, that same year we beat Michigan at home and they were ranked like sixth, seventh, or eighth or something. So our team was so much better um, than, our, than our record. A lot like this last. Here's yeah. the Nebraska mm-hmm. team, actually, actually, in a way, in a way. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, as as the next guy, I always say that our team would have kicked the crap out of the last year's team. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we look at it, yeah? Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, it's just uh, uh, both coaches, like I said, both coaches, awesome, different in their their, their own ways. And I, I really am lucky to have had both of those guys. Obviously, you never want a coaching change to happen. I would have loved to have had plenty – for my entire time there, my entire time at Nebraska would have been awesome. Um, but it just didn't happen. So I could have sat there and felt sorry for myself and for everybody else, but we, we couldn't do that. We had to embrace the, the change and then move on, move on with it. Mm-hmm. Will, do you have another question? Yeah. Um, I was, I was wondering what, like, uh, so you, you and Tommy Armstrong had like a, a pretty good, like chemistry, I guess is the way to put it. But like uh, in, I, I'm thinking of like Michigan state, uh, the, the year that you guys beat them with uh, Brandon Riley's catch um, right. you on that, on the final drive in the fourth quarter, uh, you were getting a lot of uh, like short in routes and just the chemistry between you and Tommy Armstrong was just always amazed me. Uh, what, what was yeah. your relationship with him? Like, like uh, maybe like as a, as a receiver on the field and then also off the field. What was right, yes. like? I mean, obviously we're, we're best friends and, and, and um our relationship off the field has been phenomenal. We always have been. It was so funny when I got recruited to Nebraska and committed. He was one of the first guys I reached out to. Hey, we're going to be roommates, and boom, done. Um, so I was able to those, those before we were both full time starters uh, by our by year two or whatever. We were able to spend so much time with each other, going over the playbook, mm-hmm. the plays. Here's what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing it. Here's how he wants me to do it. Okay, I'm listening. I'm doing it like that. Done. Easy. So we were able to, you know, through those years, constantly build up our relationship, spend so much time with each other on and off the field, obviously. Um, so our, our relationship was second to none. And Tommy's a phenomenal, phenomenal player. Um, very lucky to play with him. He had a cannon of an arm. Um, but, yeah, you, you saw on the field those are connections. Like, I, I, I always look back to, like, like you said, Michigan State or, or my senior year. Oregon, we had a fourth and nine in the last drive. And yep. yep. Everybody mm-hmm. in the state of Nebraska knew where the ball was going. Yep. It's a, it's a clutch play. You know, we're able to get open. He, on the money, throw to me at the end of So, uh, we, I mean, we had so many plays like that throughout our, our entire career. And that, that was just practice. You know, practice. 
literal practices that we would have to have mm-hmm. and outside of that me and Tommy would just yeah. go on our own and do all those things and always being going over you know going over the playbook and how he wanted me to do things um so we were able to build that up over the course of those years and you saw it um you know hit its peak my our junior and senior year mm-hmm. yeah uh, and what so you you get that and then I'm watching Adrian Martinez this past year in this past few years and you're not seeing that kind of like chemistry where you don't know where the ball is going he hasn't really had a like wide receiver one uh to like a guy you can count on really do you right. think not that not necessarily like to knock Adrian or anything but you think that that's something that he's not putting in the effort like Tommy did with you, or do you think it's that transfer portal and all that stuff is messing up college football now where you can't develop chemistry as well? What you just said there, that last thing, the transfer portal, hundred percent. Yeah. Cause I, I was, cause I was trying to figure it out. I didn't take long. I had to figure it out. I was like, what, what, what is different transferring? He hasn't had, I, I, I can't remember like what it was, but he hadn't had like the same receiver room his entire like four years there every year it was new receivers to like start right. that year mm-hmm. like, it yep. was incredible i yeah. could not believe it i was kidding me yeah transfer portal is it's insane and I, i've seen it even trickle down to like the high school level where like i work with like a bunch of athletes over at the where i work and you know, with like you know athletic performance training whatever and like they're i just hear them talking and they'll come hey coach westy do you hear that this eighth grader committed to montini a high school like what? I was like, eighth grader committing? <laughs> just going to high school? Like, wow. Like, and they're, then they're talking about like people transferring. Like, and, and I'm like, this is in high school now. It's, it's insane, but it's just how it is now. It's, it's crazy. Um, it's another thing where I can't stand it. Guys, I mean, there, there are sometimes, like I always say, if you're, if you're losing a coach and you want to transfer to, to follow to where the guy is going wherever that you know your coach is fired so, so you say mm-hmm. Planey gets fired and he goes to somewhere else and somebody wants to go there i get that that's the guy that you're, but if you're going to a school and you're a freshman and or, yeah you're a freshman and your whole life you've been told hey you're the best timmy you're the best especially you get there and you're, you're not going to play your freshman year and you're like well mm-hmm. i don't like it here i'm going to transfer you shouldn't be able to do that that that's so i have strong words for that stuff and it's just i i i can't stand this that but with that said, yeah, the transferring that that, that absolutely kill. How do you build chemistry with guys that you've only known for yeah half a year, whatever it might exactly. be? Exactly, impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian did the best he could. I, I look at that team. I'm like, is Adrian the only guy who's been there for all? <laughs> yeah, <that's really laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. I mean, it's it's crazy. But he, like I said, he did the best he could with, with what he yeah. had, and he's a warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, uh, Will, I think we're going on, uh, getting down to the end of, uh, of our time here. Yeah. Uh, there, I was going back through just my, my brain history of, of great plays at Memorial Stadium. And I would, you know, set aside Johnny Rogers' punt return against Oklahoma at Memorial Stadium. There are some, you know, key signature or iconic plays. Uh, I was there for the 41 Black Flash reverse. <laughs> Uh, pass that Mike Stunts uh, sent to Eric Crouch. That I mean, that was that was incredible. Alex, mm-hmm. Alex Henry's uh, 54-yard field goal that put us ahead didn't win the game. I mean, it would have won the game, but but Sue intercepted a pass and uh, leveled the quarterback on the way. But uh, <laughs> and then you know Mike Rozier's run, uh, uh, Heisman run against UCLA in 1983. Uh, and then I was there for the John Rude's uh, crushing, vicious hit on poor little Kelly Phelps, who was a backup quarterback for the Sooners. That was in 1978. And then 
you have not one, but two iconic plays that people know where they were. And I, I'll ask the first one first, and that is the, uh, the behind the back catch against uh, Florida Atlantic in 2014, I think that was. Yep. What, how, how does that even, how, how does that happen? I, I, you know, I've seen that play dozens of times. <laughs> how, how does well, that happen? I don't know. <laughs> the interview's over, Will. <laughs> no, it's, it, yeah, it's, uh, it was like one of the, obviously, one of the craziest plays that I, I ever made in my, my career. And it's so funny. Uh, we were growing up and stuff. And even like high school, my dad would make us do like the crazy catch drill. And he would just throw it wherever. And we just had to make however we can catch the ball, react and make make the play. Um, and I, I think that absolutely helped um, in that situation. You know, I'm running a corner route. At, and the, the corner jumped the, the hell out of the route. Like it was, thank God it was a DB who had feet for hands, but um, <laughs> he, you know, dropped the ball. And I just looked back. I barely saw the corner of my eye. And I was like, let's see what happens. Put my hand back. And it just, <laughs> <laughs> the ball, I mean, it happened so bang, bang, bang. But the ball, perfectly either. I just pinned it right to my, 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 my butt. And I grabbed it and I was like, caught it. <laughs> I didn't even process what happened. I got two feet in. It would have been good in the NFL, but I just remember again, our office is so up tempo. Ball to the ref, running to get lined up. I run like a bubble, catch that one. I probably would have scored because we had the, the corner, but they blew the whistle dead. They were reviewing the play. Um, then I'm kind of walking back, and Kenny like, grabs me by my helmet. I was like, Do you know what you just did? Then I look at the Jumbotron, I was like, Wow. Wow. What did Bo say to you? He said something yeah, to you. Yeah, I walked inside and Bo was like, that was unbelievable, like smiling to me. Um, but yeah, that 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 play, I mean, I'll never forget that play. It was it was so crazy. And then um obviously it was Sports Center number one. It actually it uh it won college football play of the year right. too. They, they, yeah. yeah, they vote they vote on like at the whatever the, the home depot awards where they give out the highs but something like that they, mm. they vote on it it's a fan voted thing and obviously nebraska came in strong with that but um and then, yeah, and, one, then one, and then to top that the year before that i mean everybody right. knows about the hail mary i mean right. i've i've looked at that series that you know from the kickoff uh you know northwestern kicks off kenny Anunwa or Quincy, excuse me, uh, Quincy Anunwa, instead of keeping the ball in the end zone, because the, the kick went about five yards deep in the end zone, he decides to bring it out. Right. Doesn't right. do too well. That hurts us time wise, down wise, whatever. Okay. It, it, so I remember that, and everybody remembers Amir Abdullah's uh, fourth down and 15 catch. He right. got 16. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. But you never were thrown to once in that, in that series. So where were you? Were you on the sideline? I couldn't see if that you were in the game. I got to go back and watch. Alex, all I remember is the end of that play or the end of the game. Um, I'm pretty. So we had different personnel. I think I think I was probably in for each each play because we, we would have been what's called 11 personnel where we would have pretty much max receivers out there. So I would have been in the game. I think I remember I just ran like some deep ends or because it was like our our, our um, you know end of game style i mean most teams have the same package it's kind of like the michigan state game where i kept i kept catching those in routes and routes. so i think i had some of those routes or, or yeah. a seam route and then we got to that final play um where 
we uh, we call it the place called Geronimo. That's what it's called. Right. We're going to kind of like do a hook and lateral, but but Northwestern call a timeout. I I don't think so. I, I got again. I, I normally when I think back to the game, I just I just remember the last play. Um, but I you know I, well, I think the oh yeah well maybe if the play before Quincy kind of ran like a deep sit route, and I can't I can't remember if he dropped it or if it got tipped. Um, so it stopped the clock. I thought it was Alonzo. I thought it was Alonzo. Maybe I'm wrong. I, on I gotta I gotta go back and look and watch it. But um regardless, we get to the last play and we had Geronimo call. It's our Hail Mary on the 50 yard line. Right. Um Ron snaps the ball. And the play is simple. I mean, it's just three guys in the right side kind of bunched up a running deep. A guy's coming from the backside. One guy kind of centers himself right around the end zone, and the other three kind of surround him and just kind of wait for a tip or a deflection or whatever it might be. Um, my job was to be in the back. For whatever reason, every Northwestern player let me just run right to the back. I didn't, I don't think, I didn't have a guy within five feet of me. <laughs> yeah. Five yards for whatever reason, right? Um, if there was one guy they, they had to make sure was guarded was the guy that was in the end zone, which they didn't do. The ball's thrown up, and I can't remember Quincy or North. I think a Northwestern guy actually ended up tipping it, if I remember yeah. correctly. Mm-hmm. But it gets tipped, and this is like in slow motion. I mean, the ball's going back, and we're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Are you thinking, I can't drop this? I know. Like, please don't be that guy that almost makes or has a, has a <laughs> Don't be that guy. Ball gets tipped back, and it couldn't have happened any, any you, know, you know, better. I, it, it's balls in slow motion. I just jump, and I remember I had to jump forward to the ball because, yeah. Um, I wanted to get it as fast yeah. as possible. I didn't want to wait for it to get me if, if some guys somehow made a crazy play and were able to get a hand on it. So I jump out of the end zone towards the, the field and, and I, I catch it. And I'm not sure if I'm in the end zone or not at this point. I was, I was, but I, just mm-hmm. to be sure, I kind of fallen forward. I'm reaching backwards just to make sure I, I had it in. Um, and then I kind of like, I'm like, I look over and I see the ref. Like, I was like, oh my goodness. And I tried to get up and run. Because uh, I was going to run down the whole Northwestern sideline. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and here's another funny story. I knew, like, I knew a ton of those guys, right? I, I, oh, I, oh, yeah, yeah. They recruited me. Fitz recruited me. Obviously, being in Illinois, that was going to keep their in-state guys. So Fitz recruited me. I visited there. I knew a lot of those guys. Some of my teammates from my high school went there too, and we're on the team. Oh, sprint down that a whole freaking sideline. But teammate Sam Birch kind of grab my face mask and slam me to the ground and then everybody kind of you know, <laughs> flies out and piles up on me and that's one of, yeah. one, one of the best moments of my life one of the worst because I had about <laughs> thousand pounds of people on top of me <laughs> um, and then thank God for Jeremiah Searles who was kind of above me like kind of keeping people off me and, or else I would have been I'm a little fly out there compared to some of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Then Ron no, Kellogg, after after you caught that, he ran to you caught it in the south yeah, end zone. He ran to the north end zone. Yep, yep. <laughs> he took off. So that's fastest uh, route he ever ran in his life, right there. <laughs> <laughs> that, he, he took off. I mean, I, that, that's, that was that play. Well, we will. I love Roddy. Right? He's the best. Um, that play. You know, it's, it's just one of those crazy plays. That, and you mentioned mm-hmm. all those other plays that you got to see, and it makes me, you know, it's such an honor to be mentioned with some of those other guys because those guys are, they're legends. They're absolute legends. Um, but that, those two plays that they're, I mean, they'll, be, they'll be with me forever. And, and Well, um, and they're so going to be part of, they're going to be a part of Husker lore. It doesn't, a hundred years from now, when they look back on 
on plays in Memorial State, you're going to, you know, your, your, your plays are there. It, it's, yep. you, they can never take that away from you. That is just in a, in most players, they're lucky if they get one in their career and you got two of them, one, right, in, right. one in each two years. Yeah. Just and, amazing. And, and then that, that Hail Mary actually, here's a funny story too. So for the year I, I got the behind the back catch, it was you know one of the four finalists for the college football player of the year. And it won. The year before that, my Hail Mary was one of the four finalists as well. Right. So both years I was in that the couch football play of the year, but I only got I only won the, the behind the back year. So those yeah. players were just they're crazy, and I'm so fortunate to have those happen. Like you said, not one but two in the and they were both in Memorial Stadium, which is, makes it even better. Mm-hmm. And then and then the the irony of this, Will, I, I think I told this to you. Yeah, yeah. That, that in 2015 BYU comes to Lincoln. They have a backup quarter. The time is running out. They have a backup quarterback, number twelve, and uh, he tosses the ball about from the same. I mean, the BYU player caught it in the south end zone. What? Yeah. What did? What did you? I mean, that is that's irony. You look up the word irony. That's what? What were you thinking there? Like, holy crap! This is. I've, I've been here, except I like the other other side better. Yeah. I was in a good mood this whole podcast until now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy <laughs> to have a, a Hail Mary happen in, in that stadium um, and be in the same exact location. That that was wild. That that play still drives me nuts. I can't believe that. Oh, it makes me that sick. That guy caught it. I mean, the guy that caught the ball, too, he was like, he's like, it's funny because when I was signed with the Dolphins after – um uh in free agency he was actually on the team that, that wide out <laughs> really so, no way yeah he's like six he's like six six seven six eight he's huge huge dude um but yeah that's wow. that that was that was funny um yeah that play god man that was that was a game i wish we could get back because we, we battled that game that, that yeah. game is tough yeah, sorry we put a dent in your day. this has been awesome Will, do you have any other comments? No, I think I think that's all I have. Uh, but yeah, so Jordan, thanks so much for coming on. That was that was oh, a lot absolutely. of fun. Absolutely, yeah, got it. No problem, man. I really, I really appreciate it. This, this was fun. We'll yeah. talk to you next time. Thanks so yeah. much for listening, everybody. All right, you guys, thanks have a great uh, weekend. You as well. All right, and we will talk thanks to you guys bye. next week. Uh, not with the guests, as far as I know, but uh, yeah. So that is that is all we have. Uh, big thanks to Jordan again for coming on the podcast. So yeah, go Big Red.